Hello and welcome to Top Landing Gear as we continue our adventures in Lincolnshire, Bomber County. Although this week's podcast couldn't be further removed from the might of the bomber or the crackling roar of the Eurofighter Typhoon featured in our previous pods, in fact, I'm going to ask for a bit of silence because this podcast is all about gliding. We were treated to a fabulous afternoon's flying with the Trent Valley Gliding Club at Curtin in Lindsay, and each one of us was blown away by what was a thrill. As usual, we'll play a clip of that later in the pod and a full-length version of what we got up to in our full flaps edition, which will drop a week after this podcast, so depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be there. First of all, though, a quick reminder of who we all are. More often than not, found gliding effortlessly across a stage with his band Scouting for Girls, our pop star and microlight trainee, Roy Stride. Hello. Hello, Hello. Roy. Much like the pumas he used to fly for the RAF, with the gliding characteristics of a brick, our professional <laughs> pilot and aviation expert, James Carter. You can do a nice for one week, can't you? I thought that was pretty decent. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And spending most of his time sawing rather than soaring, uh, agricultural fencer and quick facts creator, Jez Curling. Hi, Rob. Hello, Matty. I'm not sure that works unless you can see it written down. Sawing and soaring. How's okay. That? I think it's probably good yeah. enough. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. And silent, swift, superb. Broadcaster, brother of Jez, uh, me, Rob Curling. Can I just say that is actually a description of a book about the VC10, Silent, Swift, Super. Oh. Yeah, it's that. Also, isn't that similar well, to... Well, it's quite quiet because the engines were at the back. Isn't that quite similar to your commentary on the 50k walking race, which was <laughs> silent? I know, it's just non-existent. <laughs> at the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were a few of those yeah. uh, events where it was pretty quiet because I wasn't mm. expecting to have to commentate on a sport I'd never seen in my life before, like wrestling. <laughs> I won't be working there again. Um, so, yeah, if anyone had to sit through that, I apologise. Um, so, we're all back together again. It seems it's like it's been ages. What have we all been up to? Roy, I know that you have landed after a few attempts. <laughs> yes, a microlight. A yeah, I had my 13th lesson in the C42 and we did the circuit. Uh, it was only after that we looked in my logbook and I hadn't actually flown for 10 weeks. Wow. So uh, that's my excuse. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, the circuit was good. The landing, not so good. And uh, But it was your landing. I think so. Oh, hello. <laughs> no, no, no. Hello, come on. Basically, every... It on, was the fourth attempt. On the first it? three, okay. Jack definitely took over <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Rather hurriedly. <laughs> I remember at one point going, how do you do this for a living? <laughs> like, this seems terrifying. Uh, and then on the fourth, it, it came down, I'm pretty sure, under my con Good. control. I yeah. think so. It was, uh, yeah, it was It was. What did you experience. find difficult? Was it judging your point of where you're aiming for, for touchdown, point of touchdown? Yeah. Or was it, because the slower you get, the more sluggish the controls become and then it just doesn't seem to react the way it was reacting. I mean, is it... It's just at that moment. Like with the circuit, everything you've learned about flying is put into practice in a very short space of time. Yeah. And so your brain is just doing a hundred things at once that it's never done before. And so I, for me, it was just judging speed. Uh, well, trying to maintain the correct speed yeah. uh, whilst... 
losing the correct amount of height yeah. without mm. not really knowing where that should be. So is that more <laughs> throttle control than stick control? Or yes. Is it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's scanning everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. The fact is you... What do you, you know about this? I don't know. I did, I did it once a long time ago. <laughs> but you tend Maybe to... I should answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> you tend to focus on the one thing that, that, that's really important at the time then forgetting about something else like you'll you'll uh, you'll sit there going yeah i've finally got the right picture i'm happy with the picture yeah. not noticing your speed drops uh, 20 yes. knots and you go oh sh- sh- yeah yeah <laughs> sugar i've got to do something about that and then it's just getting it all it's because you you yeah. have to maintain because obviously you're very close to stalling speed as well yeah and then you can't go above you 10 percent either side you would go too fast and nothing second nature down. at this stage is no. it? no you've got to think about everything mm. yeah and everything, and while you think about that, something else has happened. Then you're like, "Oh my god, the runway's over there! How did the runway get over there? <laughs> this is a really bad thing." Right? So uh, I've, I'm really good at going around. That's, that's, good. that's, well, that's like, a good thing to be skill. Good at, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. But uh, it was amazing. It oh, was so. Congratulations! It was effort. Yeah, it was. It, it's an incredible. Like I don't feel I've actually properly done it yet because it was. Hmm. But I just can't wait yeah. to get back back up there. Yeah. It was. It's such a. It, it's just. How Incredible. far through the course are you? Well, you you can go solo, I think, uh, legally after 15 hours of instruction, but I'm a long way from that. Okay. Uh, and I think 25 hours is the minimum. Uh, I Just because it's, you know, we're a year in now and I've done 13 hours and I've been prolific. Uh, <laughs> so I'm probably still a long way yeah. to go. Uh, but I just can't wait to get back up and... But that pesky singing career keeps getting in the way yeah. of all yeah. the... But that, that's the thing, because I've looked at, uh, you know, I tried to get some dates, and, and my instructor's doing more and more work as well, more and more flying, so it's quite hard to mm. to to schedule it. But, you know, I'd love to do it every day, yeah. but I'm just enjoying the process. No, I'm love loving it. Yeah. doing it. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, I do it for, for that excitement, that thrill. So if it takes me three years, it takes me three years. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in no rush. Well, we can't wait for our first trip. Mm. I think maybe we, we don't, maybe I think don't take my first trip. I can't wait for that hundredth safe trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to see your track record yeah. first. James, much flying for you? It's slowly picking up, I'd Is say. Um, we are doing a little bit more. A bit of Africa stuff has come up recently. Uh, I think the companies are operating to, um, and the British Airways have operated to Mauritius now, which was a, was a first. Mm. And uh, it's just slowly, but it's not back to anywhere near back to where it, where it was. But things are. I was in the airport the other day, and it just felt a lot busier. Mm-hmm. There felt to be a lot more people there. So I think short haul is definitely on its way up, mm-hmm. um, with the double jab thing. People being allowed to to go on amber lists and green lists. So it looks like there is an improvement in the air, but it's not anywhere near what we need to be yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've done about three trips this month. I'm in the sim tomorrow. Oh, great. Uh, for a couple of days to do my six monthly check. And then. I'd off. love to see that. We, I think we're going to have to come down and see you. That would be quite soon. And record it. Yeah. And then I'm off to New York on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jez. Jez. That's it. Lovely. Living the dream. Oh, fabulous. Jez, fencing. Mm, nothing, anything like as interesting as these two. Although I have been on holiday, so that was great. <laughs> and you saw lots of aircraft. I saw lots of aircraft and saw quite a few famous people in Cornwall. Yeah, so that was good. We did a bit of celeb spotting. Reese Priestland. Oh yeah, the the rugby player. player. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Annette Crosby. Oh, yeah, really? from one foot in the grave. Yeah. And our our great spin bowler, whose name I've totally forgotten. Graham. Graham Swan. Swan. Oh really? Swan. Really? He's on the beach, Swanning, playing cricket with his kids. No, desperate. 
He looks right. Yeah. Half yeah. kids were also playing cricket at the beach at the same time. It was desperate. They were desperate to get his autograph. Oh. But by the time we sort of uh, got around to going up, to, he was trying to get out of a wetsuit, which was a quite undignified sight. <laughs> uh, I did actually message Test Match Special because it was during the first test. <laughs> I said we're on the beach with Graham Swan. With my kids are desperate for him to come and join in their, their game of beach cricket. But as we were about to go and ask him, he decided to leave the beach and was trying to look dignified, get out of a wetsuit, which he was failing to do. Did you uh, did you problems. notice anyone going? That's the guy from Top Man. <laughs> Nobody said that, but a couple of other people did recognise Graham Swan. So I I, I will live with that. <laughs> but this has happened to your wife, James, hasn't it? Oh, she just she was chatting to she a thought- a friend of a friend in the local village. And said, is your husband the pilot? She was, yes, why? Does he do top landing gear? Yeah. Oh, I listen to that. It's great. I love it. So, um, yes, we are people that we've... Yeah, in the village. Even even non-family members. I thought it was the local town, at least. How many in the village? Oh, it's a a big village. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not our village. It's the next village along. Oh, that's even better. Brilliant. On this series, every single episode we've released has got more downloads than the one previous well that's good so well, it's amazing I, that so. could be about to change <laughs> <laughs> for a bit of practice so please tell your friends yeah. and send it out uh, and thank you for listening mm. yeah absolutely great well, well no, what have you been up to Rob I've been doing bits of broadcasting uh, for various different outfits a little bit of Olympic stuff in mm-hmm. London for the main broadcaster of the Olympics now in the UK, which is not the BBC, which is why the BBC had got an awful lot of stick for not providing great coverage, oh, which see. is not their fault. They were only allowed to broadcast a maximum of two live events simultaneously. So it was difficult for them. Mm. So I managed to scrape in at the last minute to help out another broadcaster with some sort of continuity, what they called continuity commentary. So it was linking between events as if you were... A studio link. So you didn't have to learn anything about any of the sports then? That's what I was banking on. (laughs) So when they suddenly threw me the 50 kilometre walk, which lasts for six hours, uh, and then the women's skateboarding, where we were trying to get through to the commentators, but the line was down for half an hour. Women's skateboarding, the new young, trendy street thing. Mm -hmm. So I was. uh, you down to a team. (laughs) Commentate on that. How long did you have to do that for? Uh, About half an hour. And then I. Do you know anything about skateboarding? No, I do now. Still less than I'd need to know to commentate on it as an Olympic sport. And then I was thrown a real curveball by our friends in Paris, who were um, directing me at one stage, uh, who said, OK, coming to our next live sport, and I was expecting a bit of a gap to go uh, on a, a pre-recorded thing of athletics, we are going next to wrestling and cue. <laughs> no one's talking. I think, well, he's cued the commentator. Yes, continuity commentator, this is for you. And that's me. <laughs> wrestling? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never watched wrestling in my life. You must have watched Well, it I've seen it 70s. on World of Sport <laughs> yeah. in the 70s. Big Daddy. I, I never knew Giant what was Giant haystacks. But I didn't... And, and it, I was up there for 45 minutes, <laughs> basically sulking. Because <laughs> I thought... I, I, and also, I couldn't talk to the director in Paris to say, I don't know anything about wrestling. So I just had to... I didn't know what the scores were. Is that a good score? Is that a bad score? Do you like, need more points, fewer points? Beautiful. It sounds like a good episode of Top Landing Gear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> it was an absolute bloody nightmare. But still, great. I, I always wanted to do the Olympics, so, you know, it'd been a shame to be left out. This one. Mm. 
fun. Nishi stayed awake for this. Event. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's another story. Yeah. And some rowing, which has been I've been flying a uh, easy jet out of Gatwick, okay. which was actually very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Bulgaria, we are of course a red listed country mm. to yeah. Bulgaria. Getting out of Gatwick was more difficult than getting into Bulgaria mm-hmm. because they thought, well, you can't travel. But I've got this letter of acceptance, mm. which was in Bulgarian. So, of course, the people at Gatwick couldn't read it. And I said, well, it's not for you. It's for the airport in in Bulgaria. (laughs) Just let me go. (laughs) Just let me go. But every every different section I went to, they said, what passport are you travelling on, sir? British. Well, you can't go to Bulgaria. I can. I've got this letter which I showed your... Oh, oh, well, they've seen it. That's fine. You go. Very confusing. But anyway. It's lovely to be flying again. Always lovely to be flying. Well done. Well done, you three flyers. Yeah, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. You'll get up that one day. With him. With Roy. Well... Um, (laughs) Now, we've got all our usual features, of course, coming up. We'll have Jez's interminable quick fact all about gliding. Of course, the highlight of every Top Landing Gear podcast, the quiz, which, like gliding, never takes off without some kind of hitch, relies on hot air to keep it going, helmed by someone who, try as he may, is absolutely powerless to maintain control. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we start with Ask James, though? Obviously, questions have poured in. Have they, Roy? No. No. You seem to be losing your popularity, Jim. I think it's listener. because I've just... I think I've explained everything by now. Yeah. There's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing else left to explain. There have been one or two quite interesting things actually have come up on Twitter that are w- worth discussing. There was quite an interesting thing about air, performance of airlines now coming back mm-hmm. into as things get more normal. British Airways are way down on that list. Turkish Airlines are about minus 10% of their normal operating yeah. level. British Airways about minus 64%. Yeah, They're operating I, 300 flights a week. Turkish Airlines, for example, well over 1,000. That, that's probably down to the fact that British Airways' uh, primary market is transatlantic. Mm. And so I would oh, say course. about 50 to 60% of their total, maybe more, maybe 70% of their total um, traffic is across the Atlantic. And until the Americans let Brits into America, it's going to be not knocked on. So we're, we're waiting for, for that. There are rumours at the end of September... When you say we? As in the, the, the airline industry. Are waiting for that. Um, as are, you know, Virgin... I imagine Virgin's figures are probably quite similar because they're very heavily uh, transatlantic-based as well. Um, so the... Yeah, we're waiting for Mr Biden to say, come on in, Brits, but mm. I think he's a little bit preoccupied with... <laughs> Yeah. Telling the Afghanistan is they're fine. <laughs> that's well, so um, that's going well. Wow. What an operation, though, for the well, the British forces are yeah, doing a, I mean, stonking a, job, a stonking job. Right. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got thousands and thousands out already, and they're going to be going until for, for the next few days anyway. So mm. oh, that reminded me a little bit. The airlift out reminded me of one of the previous episodes when we talked about um, it was a 747 episode actually and I can't remember exactly what it was it's, I think it might have been oh, yeah. an airlift out of Tel Aviv or something or by uh, Israel it, it was Ethiopian out of Ethiopia by yes. El Al that's yes. exactly what it was a thousand passengers when they had a thousand and I, I noticed that some of these uh, C-17s uh, yeah some, some of the aircraft I wasn't just getting as many just, just as, get as, as, many as, you, yeah. as you can and, mm. and flying and, and what beyond is, what is quite fascinating is one of the aircraft the helicopters that was used to Get people out of the U.S. Embassy was a sea knight, which is like a Chinook, oh, a sea knight, a sea yes. knight, sea <laughs> knight, yeah, uh, which looks like a Chinook but only has three wheels and is a bit smaller. Oh, yeah. And I believe it's actually the same aircraft that was used to get them out of um, Hanoi. What the actual the actual 
Goodness, aircraft God. was the same one that was used to get um, the American to evacuate the American embassy. So, uh, is, that, the that, is that how they've been doing? They've been helicoptering people into the airport from outlying from, from out from outlying places for, for the top brass. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought mm-hmm. everyone was just going to the no, they're, they're waiting so for the there's a helicopter. So, there, there are, there's helicopter going have, on the, as well. have the UK got helicopters? No, 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 just no, the Americans, just the Americans, but the Americans had some left over, I believe, from they were doing a uh, an advisory from role, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Afghanistan Craggy What a mess Goodness me Wow And closer to home mm-hmm. um, the, There was a, a newly What do you call it? Uh, different types of power What do you call it? Hybrid uh, Hybrid, thanks <laughs> A hybrid aircraft <laughs> yes. Which they're testing between Exeter and Newquay Yes Supposedly government tests yeah. Which is um, I suppose for Hybrid is, is possibly a a good way of looking at things for the future because you use your power to get you up to cruise altitude and then back off a little bit and you can use a different power source for cruise yeah. and then um, nothing for landing. You know, you can glide landing if, if you plan it well. Uh, so I think the government are using this to test test the hybrid sort yeah. of idea and whether, whether it will work. But yeah, it's just down in Cornwall then. So, um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on down there because there's this space hub, isn't there? At, uh, That's Nuki, coming there. out of Newquay, isn't it? Yeah. That's worth a visit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, Roy's playing you down in Cornwall. I am, yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> on the tomorrow. beach. When on the beach at Perrinporth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, all happening, it's all yeah. happening in Cornwall. <laughs> what a life, yeah. Can I just ask you one more thing? Mm-hmm. I've watched, and I'm sure it's been on before, the thing about the Air France A330, which yes. went down in the Atlantic yeah. a number of years ago. But I'd, I don't think I'd seen this before. And I was just kind of horrified by how these two pilots... Mm had no idea of the attitude of the aircraft, mm. that they were, in fact, pushing it into a stall position and it just dropped out of the sky into the ocean. Yeah, so that's a... I mean, that's one of these incidents that we look at a lot as pilots. We, we, we go back and, and try and work out what exactly went wrong there. <laughs> to give the pilots themselves credit, um, I've been in a situation in the simulator where somebody gave me a no-notice um, uh, instrument failure. So it was just a gradual thing. It didn't happen like that. You didn't suddenly lose all instruments, but one of the, the tubes blocked, simulated. And so it's the pitot tube, the, which is what happened one, with the yeah, Air France. So one of the pitot tubes blocked yeah. in the climb. And all that happens is things just start not making sense. And you're always taught in pilot training to trust your instruments. The one thing you always do when it all goes to wrong is get on your instruments and trust your instruments. And all of a sudden your instruments are now lying to you because there's, some, there's, there's an error in them. And, you, and it just takes quite a while to work out which instrument to trust. And my current type, there's actually quite a long checklist to try and work out if your airspeed's um, correct or not and which one it could be and to set certain known power settings. But so to give the, the Air France guys a little bit of credit, it is incredibly distracting and disorientating. The problem is what they then did was was almost, you can't work out why... One of them was pulling back for such a long amount of time. Yes. I think he had the stick back for, for something like 18 minutes, um, which was trying to make the aircraft climb, but it, it had run out of power, so it was stalling. Yeah. I believe the other air, the other pilot was trying to go from between a neutral and a forward position. Yes. And I believe the way it works... Because he's a side stick controller. side stick controller, so there's no feedback between the two controllers. And I believe the way it works on the on the Airbus is one is a master and one is the slave, and you can switch which is which. Oh right! And so the right was selected as the master, and they, despite the aircraft telling them something like fifty nine times that it was stalling, they ignored that and said, "Well, we, we, doesn't your we, the we balance can't. in your ear tell you?" There's a there's an awful lot that once things get disorientating, 
nothing makes sense. Mm. Um, and you are, as I said, you, you're, you're taught to kind of trust your instruments and um, sort of, you know, give up your, 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 the seat of your pants feeling because it, it can be very distracting. You had a great idea. Well, I thought it was a great idea, which James is absolutely rubbish. I mean, he could barely even bring himself to answer because it was such a terrible idea. But I think it's a brilliant idea. Because you saying that you lose all sense of perception mm. uh, with your instruments, mm. but I'm thinking that you need a spirit level. Yeah. And why, Why? Uh, uh, you know, if you, if you think that the aircraft is climbing or yeah. falling mm. and you look at a little spirit level, which would give you an it's actual real world real life well, it, it does, a bubble. No, that's the problem it doesn't because while you think the bubble is the lightest bit so it goes to the top yeah. you put some sort of g or lateral turning force in that and all of a sudden the, the it's not the bubble moving it's the weight of the water or the weight of the green liquid around it right that, that moves so while it's it, it, if you're getting for example g or you're turning or any yeah. sort of acceleration it will give you a false uh, a full, if you take a spirit level in a car mm. and accelerate, you'll see the spirit bubble move all over the place. Right. So it's not giving you. But if this you're in way a constant up, nose down mm. attitude, but you think you're going up or you're trying to go, would the bubble but not it, just be wedged at the back of the? It, it could and you be. Think, but, well, hang but, on, that actually, but, that but, is real life. There, if I yeah, pull. But up, their gyro down, instruments were working fine. Their gyro yeah. instruments were telling them everything was exactly as it was. So they had that main instrument. And normally that's either working or it's failed, and it tells you it's failed. So this is the issue. The, the gyro instruments, the ones that were telling them what their, their pitch was, for example, yeah. were, were fine. But they had lost the confidence in any of their instruments, which is what, why they what started What could doing. they have done? If they'd have unloaded the stick early on um, and just unstalled the aircraft. So what, what happened is it, is it went into a, a stall. Nose up. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was two nose up. The, the, the wings could no longer provide lift. Because the the angle of attack was too and it was high, just falling. and it was just falling flat, yeah, in a nose up attitude, um, and so the one of the altimeters I think was was winding down and showing them they were, they were descending, but they they were told that their speed was too high, right? So that was thought, their descent speed. Yeah, well, no, it was it, it was because one of their pitot tubes had oh, blocked, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the um, the ambient temperature, the, so the ambient pressure was continuing, was getting more and more, and the, the, the forward speed was, was less and less, so there was an imbalance in that. So the, the their airspeed was too high, and the standard thing you do with an airspeed is too high is pull the uh, speed brakes out and raise the nose, and then close the, thru- the, the, thrust, the thrust levers. So they'd done the airspeed too high, and that, was, that seemed to be the one uh, bit of information they were focusing on, which was the one bit that was wrong. So um, they could have got out of it, but they... they... They probably would have got out of it. Um, and so since then, we've had an, an awful lot of training. The worldwide pilot community said we must train for unusual attitudes and, and start noticing if, you're, if your attitude is wrong. Mm. Would you, you say know, your attitude is unusual, James? Uh, my attitude's always been unusual. <laughs> Ever since school, I've had issues with my attitude. <laughs> so you're saying that my spirit level idea is going to work? It's it's not the best idea. What about the fact oh, that the trolleys? It's a lovely idea. It's the mechanical. Trolleys in, in the aircraft are flying backwards. Oh, that's a good point. You know, that's did, a great point. Did, yeah. did they did they think they were flying level, and they did not realise that they were flying with this? No I think they thought attitude. they were. They actually, they actually thought they were descending, which they were. But, but forward, they thought they were but descending, they were, they were nose, descending down. nose down. So they, 
and there was there was no the physical. The, yeah, I like the catering trolley. The fact mm. that everything you know, Theory. gravity will take over. Yeah, but but if, if, even if my spirit level doesn't work, surely a trolley <laughs> will always roll downhill. <laughs> There always should no. always be a loose trolley yeah. in the in the aisle. What, for what this you have to is in, in an aeroplane. Yeah. Everything only when the aircraft is under one g, everything is as it is on the ground. The moment you turn, speed up, slow down, climb or descend, or any combination of those, gravity is different. Right. And, and even that's, for a trolley. Even for a trolley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even for you, Jess. I love the or indeed you. Or indeed me. I think he's got some cracking ideas. A well, tractor driver over like there and bring some practical, real-world applications to this mumbo jumbo. That Roy, what do you think? Mumbo jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Roy's had to leave the studio to attend to a barking dog. Or maybe collect our curry. So or maybe you I'm, may have heard some dogs in the background. Yeah, yeah. I suspect the microphone wouldn't have picked it up. Well, so. while we're just haven't got Roy. Yeah. Um, should we slag him off? I always think we should slag him off. Scan for Uh I think I've always thought we should do a book review on this uh, this podcast, and I've got a couple of books I'd like to review. Mm. Oh, lovely! But maybe another time. Uh, no. So, I'm about to start reading a book called The Moth and the Mountain. True story. Mm. Yeah. Uh, about a tiger moth. And oh, really? Mount Everest, which I've been lent by a friend of mine. So I'll review that in future. And mm. I've just read a book called Falling. Oh, uh, which is quite a gripping thriller. Not true, oh, but yeah. uh, I recommend it. Come on, his by. She's uh, she is an ex Virgin America. Well, uh, they were all ex Virgins. That's you, Uh And she wrote an excellent book, which I must I recommend. Falling, listeners. Well, that sounds great. Falling. I think it's a really good listeners. idea. <laughs> I think it's a great falling idea. listeners. Is that Tom Lanning? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> there, you go. there was one other bit of. Aviation news, which was the retirement of the Hawk T1, which has come a little earlier than we expected. Slightly earlier, but it's not. I mean, so the Hawk T1 was only used by the Red Arrows and 100 Squadron. So 100 Squadron is the RAF's aggressor squadron who pretend to be different types. This is a valley. Uh, oh, the one, the black ones that the black fly ones over are gleaming. Cornwall. Yes, well, they're all over the place. Yeah. Well, the ones at Cornwall, I think, are actually. FRA, they're privately owned. They are privately owned. And they, they attack go with ships. a Deso Mystere or yeah. something. So they? they go out, pretend to be missiles and yes, things. exactly. And attack the ships. Yeah. Or pretend to attack the ships to give them training. Yeah. Um, but the, the 100 Squadron is a Hawk Squadron, which um, operate, was at Leeming, I think. I'm not sure they're still there. Yeah. And they operate they operate the, the Hawk T1 um, in that role of, 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 of just providing a target or an, an aggressor for the other squadrons to train train with. Okay. Um, so we're getting rid of the Hawk T1. The T2 is still being used yeah. at Valley. Yeah. So the Hawk will still fly for the Royal Air Force. Yeah. Um, but the T1 is going, except for the Reds. Yes. Um, so there'll be quite a lot of spares for the Reds, I would imagine. Yes, that's true. Um, and then we get into the big story of what happens with the Reds yes. when this retires completely. Yeah. Um, so it's not. Although it's, it was it's, it's, originally it's, destined for a twenty twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty thirty out of. Yeah, I think state, so. so the, it? but, but but it's. I wonder why they've suddenly pulled it forward. It's just a cash thing, I should think. Yeah. It's supporting two types. Is two types of spares, two types of oh, okay. um, engineers. So they're, they're they're just using them for the reds. Okay. All right. Um, I should just tell our listeners that Roy has returned. He's <laughs> covered in blood. Um, <laughs> the dog is ominously silenced. <laughs> 
Can could you, you hear the dog? Okay. Yes. So I could just hear the dog on the headphones and Scruffy, okay. my dog, had just got out, which I thought was a good sign because I thought the curry... Yeah, that's what we were hoping. And, uh, it was no, it wasn't. Sign. There was somebody who found the dog down the lane oh, and really? said, we're returning your dog. So that was it. So I missed that. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. Later. Well, yeah, no, you'll, you'll find like it. Probably okay. the most entertaining service we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all knitted together beautifully. So look, should we turn our attention then to the subject, yep. this week's subject? And it's a, it's a big departure for us, isn't it? No engines, mm. no noise. Mm. Hopefully we'll have a silent quick facts, will we? Well, you can have one if you like. Um, however, I'm going to try and work my way through this. Oh, it was the same old approach. Here we go. <laughs> Here are the excuses. It's, it's getting slow already. I mean, he's, he's, he's slowed down just in the, in the apology of how bad it is. <laughs> There's quite a so, lot of. <laughs> I'll give you an intro. Types in you, this, I'll so do the intro and all you right. take it away. So we're now going to have Jez's quick facts all about gliding. Cue okay. Jez. All right. The do... development of heavier than air flight in the half century between Sir George Cayley, who I'll come back to in a moment, sending his coachman aloft in 1853, and the Wright brothers mainly involved gliders. Oh. Huh? The most famous pioneer was Otto Lilienthal of Germany, who, with his brother Gustav, began, <laughs> it's true, began experiments in 1867 on the buoyancy and resistance of air. However, the sport of gliding only emerged after the First World War as a result of the Treaty of Versailles, which imposed severe restrictions on the manufacture and use of single-seat powered aircraft in Germany's Weimar Republic. You may be asking, who is Sir George Cayley? Who, who is Sir to George it? Cayley? Who, well who done, James. Who is Sir George Cayley? Well, I was going to then say, and if you weren't, you should be. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, you have done that. So. Yeah. Well, he was an English engineer, inventor and aviator. He is one of the most important people in the history of aeronautics, and many consider him to be the first true scientific aerial investigator Ooh, huh. and the first person to understand the underlying principles and forces of flight. Huh. Now, you don't know what I'm going to do here. Uh, I'm going to do a quiz. It's a oh, quick fact. First ever. Hold on. Quick facts. Someone's going to get angry. Quiz <laughs> interlude. Okay. Oh, no. This could be my questions. Mm. They may well be my qu- your yeah. questions. Or, in fact, they're my questions. Yeah. Now. In 1799, oh, he described... Oh, that's mine. <laughs> okay. Sorry. In 1799, yeah. Sir George Cayley yeah. described the concept of modern aeroplane, of the modern aeroplane as a fixed-wing flying machine with separate systems for lift propulsion and control and he is sometimes referred to as what the father of flight are you haven't there you got no a buzz? bell no one said anything about a bell, bell or a buzzer you, you read that haven't you no i haven't it's not quite right but i'll give it to you the father of aviation oh yeah he discovered how can i just can I get say a point for i have done a quiz <laughs> I've prepared, I've sweated for weeks yeah. over a quiz on gliding. Yeah. Well, why have you suddenly taken on this role during your Because the way I wrote this, quick I suddenly thought this sounds like it could be a quiz. And it hasn't I mean, taken me weeks and it'll be better. <laughs> and also, for once, you get to answer some questions. Or, yeah. or not. Okay. I mean, you can and you, you, you like, can get your own back by making the quiz really boring <laughs> and long. <laughs> But then, equally, I can deduct a point from James and a point to you. This, this is how it works. Okay. Well, what's this section called again? Quick, quick, quick right. Okay, oh, this, right. Is, this is an interlude. Okay, what do you right. think okay. so this doing? This is nothing to do how quick the facts are. If it's okay. a quiz, that's no fact. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's happened. Okay. You can edit this out if you like. <laughs> I don't have the power to do that, nor the knowledge. 
And that was quick facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you may feel you know enough about gliding already, in which case... I won't okay, on. right. All right. Uh, Cayley discovered and identified the four forces which act on a heavier than air flying. Yeah. And those forces are what? Lift, drag, thrust and weight. Correct. There we go. So that wasn't so difficult, was it? Was that it? Back to the gliding. <laughs> As the rest of the world went about developing powered aircraft, the Germans, hampered by the Versailles restrictions, were designing ever more efficient gliders. By 1937, there were 50,000 glider pilots in Germany alone. From a humble German world record of 1.2 kilometres flown in 1920, by 1931, gliders were flying in excess of 250 kilometres. So Germany can justly claim to be the birth of modern sport gliding. Uh, but they then rather ruined it by invading Poland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after the war, many former pilots from around the world wanted to continue flying, and many took up gliding. Germany, uh, who featured heavily in these facts, still accounts for around 30% of the world's glider pilots, and there are three major manufacturers uh, which are all based there. Approximately 110,000 people uh, now fly gliders around the world in 33,000 machines. Well, gliding machines, gliders. Oh, surely that's the whole point. It is a machine. It's oh, a machine. Okay, machine. Oh, right. yeah. I didn't want to say gliders again. No, okay. which is why I said machines. Uh, the World Gliding Championships have happened every two years since 1948, and there are six classes open to both sexes, if I can say that, yeah. plus three classes for women and two for right. juniors. Do it again. Most gliders are carbon fibre constructions to give strength and weight advantage. They can now stay over for hours and travel hundreds of kilometres. Staying airborne relies on rising air called lift. And there are three types of lift, main types of lift. Thermal lift, updrafts of warm or moist air. Ridge lift, uh, found where the wind blows against the face of a hill and is forced to rise. Wave lift, standing waves in the atmosphere analogous to the ripples on the surface of a stream. There are also other forms of lift, such as breeze lift, but they are used less frequently. And Schindler's lift. <laughs> Finding and flying lift is known as soaring. While easy to learn, it takes a lifetime to master. Oh, nice. I think that's also what they say about Yahtzee, <laughs> one of those games. Finding the best lift allows you to fly farther, uh, further and faster. Gliders cannot launch themselves, so two main methods are used to get into the air. Winch launch, using a cable to drag the glider into the air, or aerotow launch, uh, towing the glider behind a powered aircraft. More expensive, but launches at a higher height. The Germans, Russians, Americans and British also developed military gliders. These gliders were aerotowed and featured in many raids in the Second World War. The British gliders are mainly made up of the airspeed hawser of Pegasus Bridge and Operation Market Garden fame. See, another one of my questions gone. Mm. And the general aircraft Hotspur <laughs> and Hamilcar. The Hotspur was used to train army pilots of the Glider Pilot Regiment. Mm. Last paragraph. Uh, would you like to know some famous glider pilots? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Does Jim Moore work in there? <laughs> well, he might be. He's not on this list. Amy Johnson. Oh. Mm. Barbara Cartland. Mm. No. Sir David Jason. Well. Steve McQueen, Goodness. Richie McCaw, oh, the New Zealand rugby player, yeah. uh, and the top landing gear team. Oh, oh, no. No. And that, I'm not even going to say, those are your facts. I love that, I think. I thought that was fascinating, the development of gliding you, in the, the 
the time between the wars. Yeah. That's, uh, well, was, I could have told you a lot more about that, but I decided to keep it brief. I thought that was really <laughs> fascinating. Thank you. No, that, very good, Jess. Thanks Thank very much indeed. Um, and we wanted to make it sound as if gliding was exciting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Still, never mind. Well, gliding is exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, it's a great it time, didn't yeah. we? We oh, did we... actually love our time at Trent Valley, which is why I wrote such a glowing mm. yeah. <laughs> set of facts, despite your... <laughs> No, we did, and it, I think that's what surprised. Had you been gliding before, James? Not. I had been gliding with an air cadet. Not intentionally. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've been gliding with the air cadets. Right. Um, okay. I've glided a helicopter once, not intentionally. <laughs> Is it glided or glid? I don't know. Glud. We never got to the end. We never. We are still gliding. To the past tense. If any listeners know the past tense of to glide, yeah. if they could write in, yeah. maybe, I don't know, faxes or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll probably give you some tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have worked that out, considering we were talking about that when well, we recorded yeah. this a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I think it's glided. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we did have a brilliant time. What have you chosen? Have you, in fact, chosen a clip for our... Yes, yeah, so I've chosen. I, like, I have to say that that was possibly the, the highlight for me the gliding of our whole Lincolnshire trip. But you I, said that about all the other bits. Yeah, but I I thought... It, I always thought the rest of it was going to be really good. Yeah. And the gliding I'd never done before and I'd never really considered it. And those guys are psychos. In the, yeah. <laughs> in like, the nicest when, possible way. When you, when you just let them at it, yeah. when it goes, do you fancy doing some aerobatics? I was like, yeah, brilliant. You know, yeah. Thinking, what can this do? Yeah. And then, like, going, can we stop, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I agree with you. I thought, like, oh, yeah, be all right. And I, I had to, I, I think I said this to Barry when he was about to buzz the tower at me, which was absolutely brilliant. Mm. I said, I'm so pleasantly surprised because I absolutely loved it. It was a real, real treat. And I urge anybody to go and do it because it uh, was yeah. such I, I think it's I have to, you know, I know we slightly laughed about it just now, but it is actually brilliant. It's, it's incredible. It's quite, it? I think it's quite a skillful you know, yeah. way to fly because you're spoiled with a, with a powered aircraft. Yeah. You can always get yourself out of trouble. Whereas from the, from the moment you're launched, you're kind of committed with one of those things yeah. to... to there's no going doing. around There's in no, that. Not a lot of going around. Do you think that's actually the best way that people can learn to fly? Well, I think it's the cheapest first. way, and it's the most sort of natural, if you like, the most the closest you're going to get to a bird. It, it, it's so quiet. It's, it's it's undescribable, and the launch as well, though. Yeah. That was one of the, the winch launch got me. It blew yeah. me away. Yeah, it, the acceleration that you feel. You know, you're in a gliding. No, yeah. but you should have been in our aircraft. Is yours a lot slower, I imagine, with faster. your weight issues. The reason I was asking you about is it a great way to learn is, is because you have to probably understand so much more about what is going on in the air in terms of weather conditions yeah. and cloud formations and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. is that a, do you think that's the best way of learning to fly? Because you have to understand so much more about what's going on up there in terms uh, of I, weather. I think all the, when I was in the RAF... Those that had done gliding tended to be very good pilots, uh, and that, that that tended to show. So there is, yes, I think it probably is something about, about that. Yeah. It's not the only way. You don't have to go that way, and, and it's not the only way. But yeah, there's something that, that makes you, you know, you 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 have a better understanding. You probably have a better understanding yeah. of, of the air mm. um, as a glider pilot mm. than you do as a fixed wing pilot. Yeah, and in terms of videos, we must put up the video of you buzzing the tower because it is spectacular. It's also brilliantly shot. Mm. Brilliantly <laughs> shot by 
Oh no, I, I shot it. Didn't I? <laughs> um, but it, it's it, the way you come in over over our heads, and then you pull up. It's like you're in a jet aircraft, and it sounds like a jet it's aircraft. It's actually quite noisy. There was it? quite I a lot of lift today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is quite a. It's a proper whoosh. Yeah, it was brilliant. brilliant. It was. Yeah. It, I listeners, you must go if you haven't already done it. I'm. Yeah. I'm. You know what I'm like. I yeah. always get excited about things like that, but no, I can't well, I wait. I did too. To... We all did. We well, I think to... we were properly treated as well, but the guys yeah. at Trent Valley really looked after well, us. Well, because so. we, beforehand, they, they said, now, do you want to do a tow in it with the tug aircraft taking up, or do you want to do cable launch? So I think we all said, in advance, this was yeah. before mm. we even went up there, we, we'd like to have a tow. Mm. And on the day, they said, yeah, okay, now you've done the tow. Do you want to have a cable launch? Mm. And we all four of us then had the cable launch mm. as well. It was yeah. just brilliant. And, uh, you know, we should give them a massive plug because yeah. they were so friendly. Yeah. They had such passion. Yeah. They, you know, if I lived in Lincoln, I'd be a member of that club. Yeah. <laughs> they were just Agreed lovely people. And yeah. gliding is such a social sport because yeah. you need a number of people there to yeah, just get the really aircraft up. Yeah, so right, yeah. I think that, you know, it is just a huge social event yeah. plus yeah. with flying and it's so affordable. It's yeah. so, yeah. I never did yeah. meet the guy operating the cable. In the lorry, two miles down no. the yeah. Yeah. Did you? Who was he? He, he did come down at the end, I think, did didn't he? he? Yes. Yeah. But that was, was it Trent Rally? Yeah. Trent Rally Gliding, Gliding Club. Curtin Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Dave and Barry and some others. Who's, I'm sorry, lads, yeah. I can't remember all your names. Well, it's all mentioned. And I loved putting together the podcast, which is the Full Flaps podcast, and mm. our time there. Yeah. Which is about 45 <laughs> minutes. and mm. Of uh, joy. Yeah, it really yeah. is. You can. I don't think you can really hear our enthusiasm and excitement. Like little kiddie schoolboys. No, no, it's brilliant. It's great fun. Yeah. So, should we hear a clip? Yeah. All right, we've just been hooked up. Yeah. I've got a recorder here, Barry, okay. so I'll yeah, be doing some talking. Okay. And uh, oh, someone's right at our wing. Got the boys over there giving us a little wave. The tug, the Eurofox, with Robin at the controls, is just. Edging forward now, you can see our tow rope just about to get a bit of tension on it. There we are. And off we go. Here we go, bumping down the track. Barry's got full control at this stage. And we're up. We are up and it's just beautiful. It's a glorious sunny afternoon. Blue sky and clouds. The little Eurofox just climbing ahead of us. Fantastic. Oh, it's just so... Even with the... Uh, you can't even hear the little tug, I don't think. Sorry? It's, you can't even hear the tug in front of us. No. Oh, no. Just a bit of wind noise. I think we've left some tape off. How high so, do you want to go in? Well, I, I've no idea. I mean, where are we now? 500 feet, is we, this? We normally say 2,000 to 3,000 feet, generally. Lovely. Well, let, let's go the whole way, shall we? 3,000? Yeah, okay. Thank fine. you very much. And when if will we the... don't contact a, few, uh, a third one, we'll, yeah. um, we'll just get a bit longer in the air. Lovely. Great. Better experience. And when will the tug uh, release us, Barry? Well, we, we release from the tug. We release, so of course we do. We're getting to 3,000 feet and release. Yeah, lovely. A little bit of a... Yeah, a bit feel, of thermal. A bit of thermal. You feel all the bumps, don't you? Of course. 
Oh, it's just the most stunning view. What an afternoon we've picked. Yeah, it's great. Especially for October. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. We've got, we need clouds, I think I'm right in yes. saying, don't we? We've yes. got clouds. We've got blue sky, we've got sunshine, the fields below uh, lit up. It just looks glorious up here. And the clouds indicate where the thermal activity is. Okay. There's a bonfire or something down there. Does that oh, yeah. tell us anything useful? Yeah, it tells us the wind, which way the wind's blowing. Yeah. So we've done about a almost a 360 now, coming back over the airfield, just down there below us. Yeah, the airfield's directly below, yeah? Yeah, I got that. with the tug here, just crossing back overhead the airfield, Curtin and Lindsay, on a tight right turn there, well we're at 2,000 feet now Barry, is that right? That'd be lovely. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, I'll go as high as you let me. So, have you told Robin in the tug how high we're going? No, I haven't. No, but uh, if we don't release, we'll keep going, I think. Oh, fine. Oh, he's telling us to get off. Uh, is he? And there we go. That's, ah, oh, what a change. Goodness me. He's maybe short of fuel or something. Yeah. So when we release, the speed changes completely, doesn't uh, it? Yeah, <coughs> we, uh, we, we, we ease the speed back to gain separation between us and the tug. That's the idea, and then we peel off the opposite direction. And he dives away pretty steeply. Yeah. Because he's got 180 feet of rope. Yes, of course. And what was his signal to... Uh, he, he, when he, did you see him wag the wings? I didn't actually. And then he, that? that was telling us to, um, to, to release. Got you. So, um, I'll just see if we can get under this and see if we can find any life on this. Uh, see this dark, the dark clouds above us? Yes. I'm hoping that we can find a bit of life under this. Now what will you feel? How will you know? Well, if you just feel it now. Can you feel that? Well, did you feel did you feel us rising there? I didn't actually. No? No. Okay. I'll, I'll well, see if we can, and if you look at the barrio, the uh, top... Now where is the barrio on yours? Uh, it's the yeah. top left. That's a barrio, and it's... It, if you look at this, yeah, look at it, it says um, plus three or something. Yes. That's telling us where the, the air is rising. I got you. Yeah? Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to keep centred in, um, in the air, in the thermal, so that, that's positive all the time. I see. Then hopefully we'll... So we're circling around looking for a thermal. And well, we're, we're circling well, around in a thermal. In a thermal, so yeah. we are actually climbing. We're not climbing very fast, <laughs> but we are 
climbing. We've gained about 70 feet, 75 feet since we started. If I just, I think the thermal's more this way. If we just straighten up briefly, yeah. come around a bit, try that. You feeling okay? Yeah, feeling great, loving it. Tell me if you start to feel a bit queasy or anything, won't you? I will, thank you very much indeed. I'm just feeling superb at the moment. Good. So what have you, what's telling you that the thermal is... Is here? Is here, yes. Well, I can feel it. Yeah. I'm used to it, but um, yeah, I can feel it. But um, it's, it's sketchy. Okay. And you said just now you, you wanted to go, you just stopped the turn a little bit because you felt it was over to one side a bit I, more. Yeah, I opened the turn out a little bit because yeah. I thought it was a bit more to, uh, to the west, a bit more upwind. And in doing so, we've, we've got a better average. Now if you look at your altimeter now, yes, um, just over we're 3, coming up to 2,2 aren't we? Oh, two, sorry, 2,200, yeah. Yeah, so we've, we've gained 200 feet while we've been turning. Ah, uh, right, okay. Very slowly, but nevertheless, I'll straighten up here again, just briefly. Yes. Just see if I can gain some height to give us a, a bit longer in the air, and then I'll let you have a go. Oh, thank you so much. But prolonged, you know, the thermal's not very strong, so we're not gaining a lot of height. Uh -huh. But and um, I'm, my, I'm, my concern is I don't want. I want to gain height to give you some longer ride. Yeah, love but it. I don't want to make you feel sick. No, I'm not feeling sick at all. Are you okay. And in fact, the other glider—that's kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. I can just see um, the other glider being hooked up down right. below us. So that'll be James about to get airborne. Because we're doing an orbit just to the east of the airfield. I think I'm right in saying. All right. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, we're losing it now. Could you feel that? Yes. Let's see if we can go upwind and yeah. find it. Okay. So we're facing into wind now. Yes. Do you want to put your hands on the stick? Lo lovely, yes please. Okay, you have control? I have control. So just have a feel of the stick. Lovely. Put, if you push the stick forward a little bit, see what happens. Yeah. Alright, nose goes down. Nose down. Look at the airspeed. We increase speed, we've got 60 knots now. Yeah. You bring the stick back gently. In fact it wants nose to come. Goes up. Yes, it wanted to come up anyway with the increased airspeed yeah. it seems. Yes. Okay. Lovely. If you want to stall the glider. You bring it back. You want to, do you fancy doing a stall? Yes. Okay. Bring it. Do a stall. What am I Listen saying? Listen to the airflow. Oh now yeah. Now the nails drop. So okay. Glass. Oh so no, I don't it. like that. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Oh. Okay. I've, I've got control. Lovely. Well, just, thank you. All right. That was that a was little. Just a stall. Thank you. That's yeah. Not a not a great feeling. <laughs> All right. Um, you have control again. Thank you so very we, much indeed. So I have control. All right. So if we pick, can you see the steelworks over there? Yes. The tall chimneys. In our, yeah. in our 12 o'clock? Yeah, tw oh. uh, yeah, straight ahead, yeah. on the nose. Yeah. So, right, if we just, right, try and keep the nose on there, keep the wings yeah. level, Yeah. Uh, and maintain that heading, but just increase the speed a little bit. Just, so just the nose the, down. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. And just try and keep your nose on that, uh, on them chimneys. We seem to be yawing a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's Why right. Why is that? Um, do I need a bit of rudder or should I leave the rudder well, alone? I think I think 
I think you're probably doing too much with the stick. Okay, gosh, I'm hardly moving it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, just settle down. Yeah. We normally fly by attitude, so if you look at the, the attitude, yes. what I mean by that is the, the, um, the distance from the canopy, from the instrument panel, yes. to the horizon, Yes. That, that amount of ground that you can see in view, yes. so that's what we call the attitude. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's the attitude for, you're doing about 45 knots. Right, yeah? yes. So if we increase, if we move the stick forward, I'll just, I'll just take control a second. You have if control. Put the stick forward a little bit. We've got more ground in view, so a greater attitude and more speed. I got yeah? you. Yep, understood. But we, we normally fly by not by the speed, but by the attitude. Okay. So we, we remember, remember that attitude yes. and fly by that attitude. Oh, yeah? okay. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Idea. Okay, you have Indeed. control again? I have control. Do you want to try a turn? I'd love to try a turn. Okay. So. Um, Maintain that attitude. Yes. And as we uh, move the stick to the left, I'll do the rudder. Okay. Um, and then as the glider banks, it's, uh, as, as you put a more bank on, the yeah. nose is going to want to drop. So put a bit of back pressure on the stick as you do it. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Have a go then. Okay, so here we Good go. Look we out. Good look out to, to the, the left. left. And we're turning look left. To the right. Turning to the okay. Okay. Turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rudder in. Okay. Keep it coming round. Keep it going round, sorry. Yeah, keep, yeah, that's good. Bit of back pressure, that's good. Yeah, that's excellent. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's a nice turn. That's a very good turn. Thank you. Have you done this before? No! <laughs> I haven't done this before. Not in a glider. Flown power? I've flown a little, I mean tiny, you know, two or three... Um, excellent. You're on a level weight. Very good, excellent, very good. Beautiful. Oh, this is gorgeous. That's great. This is terrific. Can I try a right hand turn? Yeah, do, do a right hand okay, turn. Okay, we're yeah. turning right. So look both ways. Look both ways, yeah. And I'm just, that's yeah. to just make sure there's no traffic. Yeah, yeah. There's the airfield uh, coming around across our nose. It's a lovely right-hand turn. Yes, excellent. I wonder where James is. He's up here somewhere in the other glider. I'll come back round to those towers, shall I? Yes. Try? Yeah. See what we can do. And you've you've put a bit of rudder on for me, have you? Yes, I have. Great. Oh, Fantastic. that's just beautiful. <laughs> this is glorious. I think we uh, can I have control of You have control. Let's check where we are. We, um, I think we probably need to be heading over towards the airfield a little bit. Okay, Dick. You have control again? I'd love control again. You have control? I have control. Thank you, Barry. This is the aerobatic glider, isn't it? It is. Let's not, though, eh? Sorry? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit, we're getting a bit low now. We're supposed right. to be finished Fine. Uh, by 1200 feet. We're at 11 now. Okay. I, I suppose would love to do some aerobatics. Ah. I suppose once, you, once you're down, once you're low, it's very difficult to get back up again, is it? Yeah, we, yeah especially today with the lack of thermals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this. We've got a big blue hole. And that's not good. No. Lovely blue sky, not good for gliding. 
Oh. Well, sometimes it is. You yeah. get blue days that are, there's thermals around and, um, and it's, it's quite good, but um, we don't make as good cross-country speeds. No. You, you tend to fly a lot more conservatively because you, you don't really know where you're going. No, of course. You blunder into uh, yeah. the thermals rather than put the speed on, I'm going to that, that cloud or that cloud street. Um, so you tend to be a bit slower. So yeah, I'm having difficulty preventing the nose from just yawing a little bit. Is, I mean, is that just because the tail is... I, I think that's because we're, um, uh, we're crosswind. Oh, okay. The tug has oh. just landed. We're currently at uh, 900 feet now. Come down quite sharply. Yeah. Okay, should I take control? You take control, thank I you. Let's get into circuit, really. I mean, this this is crucial, isn't it? Get about what height you get to when you're approaching the airfield to land. Yeah, well, we normally get get round about 750, 800 feet to do a circuit, high key point usually. Uh, but it's usually a judgment thing. We don't we don't fly by numbers. Okay. Absolutely sublime. So we're what they call left-hand downwind, I think. That's right. I can't call it that. The radio's not working. The oh. transmit button's not working. Oh, it isn't that again? <laughs> so no one can hear us? Yeah. <laughs> so we're now just turning base leg at 550 feet. And the sun is pouring into the cockpit. You just get such a fabulous view in these cockpits, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Base leg and turning finals now. This just looks terrific. Is that the air brakes coming on, Barry? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, little air brakes are up. Which come up above the top of the wing. Just to spoil the airflow, slow us down a bit. It's quite a steep descent. I'm way dead ahead. See the little tug down there. You can see the bus. Someone waiting to see us in. It might be Jez. Down we come, ready for a little, little bump. And what a super landing. Beautiful. Fabulous. And as we keep saying, you'll be able to hear the full experience in our full flaps version, which might be there ready for you to listen to right now. But brilliant. Thanks to Trent Valley Gliding Club. Yeah. Really, Legends. really great afternoon. Legends. Top, top day. Excellent day. Um, what's next? We've Anyone had a quiz. Think? We have not had a quiz. <laughs> so we're now going to have a superior two question quiz. Here's how a quiz should be done. Are we ready for the glider quiz? Mm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Right, let's first of all, has anyone remembered to bring a buzzer? Yes. Well, we kind of have, haven't we? Come on then. Uh, Who would like to go first? Uh, not me, because I've got the... Roy, what, you don't look ready at all for this, Roy. My, my buzzer's in my mouth. Oh, Lord. Oh, what are you doing? Are you doing what we discussed before? No, I'm going to change, because everyone had the same. Well, are you so keeping the same one, Jazz? Well, I'll... Yeah, I'll if keep it if I can get to it. Okay, you let's, do your one. Let's... Uh, and let's, then let's see. 
Let's see if this works. There you go. Would you like to explain what that is? It's an acoustic variometer. Ooh. Or variometer, as it's more mildly called. Or variometer. <laughs> uh, and it indicates James. It doesn't indicate James. It no. indicates James In, where lift is. Where lift is. But when you're going up, it goes yeah. high pitch. And when you're not going up so much... It has lower pitch. And I, I was privileged enough to hear that in, in Barry's glider, because he had it switched on. Yes. Uh, and I think in your... You, you, who didn't have it? You I don't remember. Mine wasn't switched on. You can hear if you're screaming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Lovely. Thanks. James. I was going to have the same. Mm. Was that one of the few glider noises you can have? <laughs> Apart from whoosh. But that's why I've gone for whoosh. And this is my um, whoosh. am I going to hear that? Glider noise. <laughs> I mean, good luck, James. I don't think you'll be answering any questions. No? Fair Not on. with that. No? Okay. <clears throat> but he well, will, because he always wins. So. Well, he always wins. <laughs> Let's see. I Let's see if that will. hampers him at all. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. My, my one, my phone ran out of battery, so I'm going to just have to <laughs> mouth, which is, uh, my one is, a, is the sound which you will hear on the full flaps when we're in the aircraft, because we did a few... When you were up there, you did your commentary of the whole flight. Yes. But it's as you take off, and just as the toe goes, it goes clonk <laughs> really loudly. <laughs> and, so that's uh, Brilliant. it does that spike. Can I, can, I, can I just say, I think it's the worst selection of quiz buzzers in <laughs> well, our three, three series. For a noiseless so sort of yeah. subject. Yeah. There was I, no, actually I, done quite I couldn't well. find anything on the airplane movies about gliding either, which has no. provided most of my buzzers over the that, that's last true. two years. That's true. Well, look, are we ready then for the top landing gear glider quiz? As will ever be. Get ready, everybody. Good luck. Question number one. What type of gliders did we fly at Trent Valley Gliding Club? And what type was the tug? I'll let you answer just one of those questions. You don't have to answer both. You can choose which segment you want to answer. So can you name the glider or the tug? James. Yes, I hear you, James. <laughs> um, I believe that sounds like you're gliding. <laughs> or gliding noise. Really good. Uh, ooh, oh, no. <laughs> the tug was a kit fox, I think. I went to look this up before we left, and I forgot. Uh, does anyone else want to come in? No, no. I, it's actually the Euro Fox, oh. but which, oh, okay. but the kit fox is the American version. It's exactly the same aircraft, so James gets a point. It's the Eurofox, but it is a kit fox, which is, of course, a micro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. The gliders we were in, um, Roy and James were in the Grob Acro 2, mm. and you and I, Jez, went up in the Puchach SZD50, which is a Polish time. glider. Mm. I, I don't know if we were in the same gliders for both the Aeroto uh, and the cable launch, I can't remember. I think I had the same guy. No, the I, no I don't think I did. I think I had Dave and Barry. Mm. Barry and Dave. Yeah, good. Now, this was mentioned earlier in the pod. Our gliders, or certainly the one I went up in, had a piece of string attached to the outside of the canopy. Why? Punk. Yes, Roy. <laughs> it's uh, very primitive uh, to see where down is, essentially. Not quite down. Yes, James? It's the slip indicator. So yeah. it tells you where, which direction the airflow is coming from. Yeah. 
Oh, there we go. It's a slip <laughs> indicator, I'm afraid. So it tells you if you're flying clean. Mm, nice straight. straight. Yeah, yeah. balanced. Yeah. It's a shame, right? Because I thought you had that. I know. Yeah. That's, that's, and I almost, that's almost a, a point away. Um, <laughs> From no points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, glider pilots need to know all about thermals, as Jerez has pointed out to us. But what is a heat gen thermal? Just answer the question. <laughs> Don't worry about the buzzer. Listen to some silence yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, James. Uh, it's from a... Um, whether the, the, the ground, there's a ground source, for example, a power station or a car park which has been heated up by the sun. That's brilliant. Like a heat generator thermal. Yeah. That's really clever. It's actually incorrect. Okay. The answer oh. is a lightweight thermal for layering or wearing on its own that promises to keep you cosy. It's made from a special fibre. <laughs> this extremely soft, lightweight piece is designed to keep you warmer when the weather gets chilly. For as little as £5.99 from M&S, in-store and online. M&S, for when you've run out of alternatives. That is the heat gen. Quite good value, isn't it? Five ninety. Are, are we sponsored all of a sudden? No, we're not. <laughs> Soon we'll be. Next question. Well done. It's going well. What do the single-seat Fournier RF4 and two-seat RF5, the Slingsby Fork, and the Grob G109B, to mention but a few, have in common? Clunk. Yes, Roy. Engines. Correct! Yes. Yes, Roy. Well done. They are all motorised gliders. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Which means they can, of course, self-launch. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, we used to get the Fourniers over us a lot at home. I think they flew out of Red Hill. Mm. I think maybe Tiger Club, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, well done. That's absolutely brilliant. Now, my next question was about the gliders in World War II. So that's gone. Horses. Oh, horses is actually the right answer. <laughs> well done. Okay, do you want to name a, a, a mission that the gliders were particularly... Uh, yes, Jez? Operation Market Garden. Operation Market Garden, absolutely right, which was the... To capture uh, the bridges, uh, Arnhem Bridge. Arnhem. Yeah, Arnhem. well Fate. done. Uh, and perhaps more famous even than that, well, the D-Day landing, Pegasus, Pegasus Bridge. Pegasus Bridge. Pegasus. Yes. Uh, which, of course, uh, fifty years after that event, is where I met um, Just Jane. Just Jane. Just Jane. Good. Well done. That's a point to me. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Now, this is from my friend Biff. He's a TV cameraman. He was covering okay. the rowing at the uh, Tokyo Games mm-hmm. uh, in the tracking. Vehicle. He's always done that. It's mm. very good. He's also a pilot. Right. He's also a glider pilot. Right. So he sent me in a few questions, and this I absolutely love. And it's actually from Pilot Magazine. All glider pilots need to know and understand cloud formations. The singer Joni Mitchell had a hit in the 60s with a song all about clouds. I've looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down. You know the song? Yes. We could sing it. Roy, would you like to sing when you've stopped crying? (laughs) No, no, come on. Um, Had she been sitting alongside an instrument-related pilot or indeed in front of a glider pilot in a tandem glider cockpit with no auxiliary oxygen available and flying in an unpressurised aircraft, which of these cloud types could she actually have looked at from both up and down? Okay. I'm going to give you a choice. <laughs> I don't know what the answer might be. Okay. Right. The Stratocumulus, Cirrostratus, Nimbostratus, or Stratus. In fact, there's only one way she couldn't have looked at clouds from both up and down yeah. and from both sides now. Jez. What? Nimbostratus. Incorrect. James. 
the cirrostratus. Absolutely right. Would you like to explain the answer? Because they're high-level clouds, ah, formed above normally about 15,000 feet brilliant, and higher, brilliant. and they're mostly ice crystal clouds. Whereas all, all the right, others... That's enough oh, there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. Good. Um, you, you thought like to... that it was the high one, though, didn't you? No, I thought it was the high yeah, one. Yeah, I just for, nimb- I for temporarily <laughs> forgot. I'm See, just getting... Nimbo, nimbo, means, yeah. nimbo means rain, oh, and stratus yeah. means layers. Yeah, I think it was high mm. rain. Yeah. Well, what event led to the setting up of the Gallangund Gliding Club? Oh, clunk. <laughs> oh, no. uh, James. Well, um, all right. Do you think Roy? Give it to Roy. Roy all right. All right, Rog. Good luck. You got this? I don't think I have. Well, I thought, is it to do with escaping from a prisoner of war camp? Oh, like your glider from... Cold it. Cold it. Yeah. No, but no. why okay. did I not think of that? No, it's not. No. Lovely uh, idea. Who was next? Was I, I was going to say exactly the same thing. So, Were you? Yeah. Oh, it's not. Yes, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, this outbreak of the Second World War. No, it's this. It's the Jakarta incident or Speedbird 9. 24th of June 1982, it's the BA 747 that lost all four engines after flying through a cloud of volcanic ash from Mount Galangung, which is 100 miles or so off the coast of Jakarta, and it glided for about 12 to 15 minutes, descending from 37,000 feet to 12,000 feet before they restarted the engines and landed in Jakarta. Eric Moody, do you remember? He became really quite a notable figure after that. He was the captain. I read the lyrics for Oliver. Ron Moody. Ron. And he played Fagin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an amazing... And uh, Can I just read a couple of the add-on bits which I just love? His announcement to passengers, which is... Do you know this, James? It's become a thing of legend. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We have a small problem. All four engines have stopped. We're doing our damnedest to get them going again. I trust you're not in too much distress. (laughs) I mean, talk about understatement. Isn't that just wonderful? And then the windows were completely sandblasted, Mm. so they couldn't see out as they were landing visually. The ILS at Jakarta was only half-functioning. They didn't have a glide slope. So the co-pilot was looking out of the window Mm. and sort of calling the heights and so on. And um, they eventually managed to touch down and and did a great landing. But again, Eric Moody said that following that, just looking through this sort of misted Mm. view through the windscreen with his co-pilot calling out the descent was a bit like negotiating one's way up a badger's arse. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? So, yeah, it was a memorable, memorable event. And for a bonus point, this happened on the leg. It was a flight from London to Auckland in New Zealand. But this leg was going to Perth, and the crew had boarded it at that, the starting point for that leg. Which city had the aircraft just departed before it flew into the volcanic cloud? Yes, James. Bangkok. Bangkok is not correct. Kuala Lumpur. Got a buzz. Ah. Got a buzz. I'm going to let him do it. You, you want to get one like clunk? <laughs> clunk? Go on, go clunk, go on. Yes, Jarrah. Is it Kuala Lumpur? It is Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> well done. Of course oh, it is. Stop they flew out of Kuala Lumpur. The world's capital. <laughs> um, good. And we're almost... There. Actually, uh, there's one other thing. I did actually discover that the, the longest gliding flight by an airliner was an Airbus A330 of Air Transat, Canada, which suffered a fuel leak and ran out of fuel midway across the Atlantic. And amazingly, they managed to glide for 75 miles uh, and made an emergency landing in the Azores. 
making uh-huh. it the longest yeah. passenger aircraft glide in history. Right. And it was nicknamed the Azores Glider after that. There's a very famous one called the Gimney Glider as well, which is in Canada. And they um, they put they got a bit of a fuel error where they they loaded pounds of fuel and they thought they'd loaded oh. kilos of fuel. Oh, oh my God. goodness! <laughs> and they were all of a sudden in a Boeing seven six seven glider variant. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever been in a fuel issue state on an airliner? Um, no. That was your fault. No, never. What about any um, beagle? Nope. Or Bulldog. That wasn't a fuel issue. No, but had, did you ever a have a fuel issue? issue um, no. no. What about in a sim? Yeah, well, they always try and run you out of fuel in the sim. Yeah. That, that, that's in, we often get fuel, we practice fuel leaks a lot in the sim. Yeah. Um, and if you don't get a move on, you can find yourself have you, embarrassed. Have you glided in I've, the sim? I've, I've, I've glided, but only for practice, so they yeah. put, put us over London. Right. At about oh, wow. 10,000 feet and said, Surely. your engines have just failed, what are you going to do? And then you say of uh, yeah a triple seven glider. You didn't do what Barry well, did with no. <laughs> so a buzzer tower a couple of times <laughs> and uh, <laughs> set it down. So what did you do? What did you? Well, do? no, you just sort of, you, you plan a you plan a um, an approach. And so in fixed wing flying, as you, you'll get to, you, you have positions called high key and low key. So high key is pretty much over the landing point, yeah. above it by about depending on the on the aircraft type and the glide range, about three or four thousand feet, and then you look to be a beam the um, so that, that you then fly straight forward to a, a turn left or right yeah. um, until you're then downwind, yeah. beam the landing point to a position called low key, which is about 1,500 to 2,500 feet, and then you'll glide in from there. Right. So the idea is to get yourself overhead the airfield yeah. at about 600 feet. Right. If you find yourself low, yeah. then you adjust those positions to somewhere so else. You, yeah. So you have this mental model of where you're going to... So, so old, you, old Sully, sorry, Bruce, mm. old Sully Sullenberger, he was gliding... Wasn't he was in a glider, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a glider. But he, had, but he, he didn't have enough height. To he he to, didn't have enough height to um, get, to to get back to, to, to any airport. So he'd just look for a big open area to land, um, which was the Hudson. Yeah. Well, that was that, there was that BA777 that glided the f- last the la- few... Yeah, it had a, half half the first oil. engine failure was about um, two miles out, I think, was or it? three miles out, and the second one was about a half a mile out. Is there a point at which your forward speed... Would be so low that you couldn't continue. Yeah, well, you, you couldn't start a glide. So uh, if you if you're at altitude and you're at speed, yeah, are you in a better position? Presumably, yeah. If you're, if, if you're flying, low. if you're flying, you can you can um, you can glide because you just glide. But you'll have to start a descent. Um, what you would normally try and do is if you have a, a sort of ideal gliding speed, which is called the green dot speed, I think, and you will try and get any any extra energy you've got, you'll convert to height. So you pull up to give yourself that, that extra height until you're at this, your gliding speed and then come down at your most efficient gliding speed. Mm. So something like a typhoon, which we already know shouldn't mm. fly, Yeah. If that had, could that glide? I think it would only glide if the computers were still working. Right. If you lost electrical power, then it can't fly anymore because it, it's, 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 it's inherently unstable. And you've got a, um, a Martin Baker glider. Yeah. Attached to your seat. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Would you like one final question? Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, the scores are at the moment: Roy one, oh. Jez two, James three. Jez, you can. So Jez, you could catch up, yeah. which okay. would then take us to so, a decider. So let's okay. unlock the let's phone. Unlock the phone. <laughs> Hang on, let me just. Yeah. Okay. There is a thermal available. <laughs> Very good. Well done. What is the longest distance a glider has flown in the UK? 
Yes, Jez. Closest wins. 120 kilometers. 120 kilometers. Could you convert that to miles for me? Fewer. Jolly good. And James? I'm going to go for about 650 miles. <laughs> the answer is 688 miles <laughs> by John Williams in a 20 meter wingspan glider in 2007. So James gets. Did, did Rodinger a shot? Oh, right. 688 miles. Yes, Roy, well done. <laughs> Great. Okay. Last question. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I just, it was too close, isn't it? Which craft regularly made or glided the longest distance and from where to where? And what was the craft? Oh. Yes, Jez. The space shuttle. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm, That's a no, great answer. No, no, no. Bonus point option. From where to where? Space to Earth. Great. <laughs> You've won. Well done. <laughs> More accurately, edge of space to the Mojave Desert, but I'm giving you that. Final scores are this. Roy. If I had a microphone, I'd drop it. <laughs> Roy, two. James, three. Jez with a last gasp, four. Well so you're giving him a point from space to Earth? Yes, brilliant. Brilliant answer. Well done, bro. Thanks, Fantastic. Thanks, Excellent. 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 Nepotism in this quiz is just <laughs> well, worse you've got to and worse you're not actually and worse. the expert. Space well done. To I found it a difficult one to compile. No, you did very well. I found it very hard to do those, those quick facts. How did you find that a difficult one to compile? There was one, two, four. There was nine questions. <laughs> well, actually quite a lot more. I just ran out of steam. Yeah, well, I got my friend Biff to help me. Thanks, Biff. Oh, cheers, Biff. Yeah. Cheers, Biff. Oh, yeah. Good. Well done, everybody. That was that was a, a lot of... Oh, it was a, that was a, should we say fun? It was a travesty. It was, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a challenge. It was a surprising amount of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing, yeah. Good. So there we are. Now, anything else anyone would like to talk about before we let the listeners loose? What's next? Or free? What's our next pod? Well, and where be, are we going next? Where it, are we going next week? Well, next pod will be microlighting. Yes, but I think we should give a big plug to the Bournemouth Air Show, which we and are going Bournemouth to be attending show, yeah. mm. next weekend. But by the time this pod goes out, Bournemouth will have been and gone us. No, it won't. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, when's In this going fact, out? This, this will go out next Tuesday. Oh, tremendous. And so it will be this weekend. So if you want to come to the busiest, I think it's the busiest biggest air show in the country yeah. in terms of the number of people who come uh, to it. It's completely free of charge if you can get to Bournemouth. You just turn up. Oh, because we'll it's, be, it's on yeah, the seafront, isn't it? Front, we'll yeah. be there. We'll be, meet the team. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to meet all the <laughs> team. That's got to be a draw, Any, anyone, hasn't just it? Ask, That's going to get people down there. Go there ask anyone, say, can I meet the top landing gear team? And they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a stand, but we, we might just be standing. We've got some stickers. Yeah, yeah. We might we have could, some stickers if we're going to agree on which sticker. We could bring a tractor and a trailer. We could set up on the back of the trailer, couldn't we? Do that. Yeah, why not? That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, well, we're all looking forward to that. We're excited. We're thrilled. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, you can, of course, still listen to all our podcasts from this series as well as series one and two. And you'll find us wherever you normally get your podcasts. Please do get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Top Landing Gear. And do email us your questions. We really do need some questions for us, James, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Uh, that's info at landinggear.com. <laughs> Info at landing gear talk. <laughs> I'm so always so excited about this bit. Mm. Ooh, the end. Got, yeah, the end. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Info. Well, send us some questions on pronunciation for Rob. Pronunciation. <laughs> Someone misspelled it. Someone left out the O. Yeah. Isn't it ridiculous? The English language, eh? Yeah. So um, info at toplandinggear.com. That's info at toplandinggear.com. 
Two G's. Two G's. G's. Thank you so much for that. And however you're listening to us, if you still are, please (laughs) recommend us to your friends and family and do leave a review, but only if you've enjoyed it. So I don't think there'll be that many reviews. (laughs) In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And from us all, bye for now. Bye.